of you to stop what you're doing and listen. On the go? Still want to listen? Don't have one of those fancy phones with too many buttons. Don't know what an app is? Or you don't even care? Well, we got you here at Revolution Radio. Now you can dial in 24-7 to listen to our shows. We have a number for Studio A and Studio B. And best of all, it's free. Don't forget, your carrier charges for your cell phone provider may apply, though. So check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958. And Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. Hey, everyone. It's Barbara Jean Lindsay, the Cosmic Oracle. If you have questions about your past lives or future plans, need answers from the cosmos about your love life or career, or just want to keep your finger on the pulse of the planet, check out my show, The Cosmic Oracle, here on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Hello, привет, добрый день, Балака, Буяна, Баналоха, Ламжану, Салам алейкум. Сухарес, 
Buongiorno, hello, Yo, hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good whatever. I am your host, the Right Reverend Dr. Dr. Rowe, and you are listening to Reality Extraction on Freedom's Lips. And today is the 24th day of August, that's 2017. Let's go ahead and uh, bring in our guest in a moment here. Should be waiting in the wings there. I want to say, uh, first off, uh, a special hello, of course, like I always do, to Sherry up at Charini, a Dallas Goldbug, who is now one of our own. <laughs> one of us. One of us. Uh, Eagle Eye Hijacker. Where are you, Eagle Eye? I haven't heard from you in a while. She's calling to one of the round tables. Um, yeah, math. Powerland out there somewhere. Uh, Olive2M, I see you already. Bill Grant, Rectify the Fetch, Max Steele, Crystal up in Murphy's R in Amsterdam, and Thomas, of course, and Monty Dean, Helena Phoenix, and everybody in the chat room. Let's run over there and say hi to Nighthawk. <coughs> Figaro. Uh, Hal9000, we've got Hammerhead, Monster383, the Zombieites, Patrick English, Surrey Sunflower. Comment, comment, comment. Jer Bear, Tall Iris. Tremjar, Big D, 1955, last one's good. Choppy, Core Tip, Diet Joe, Dirt Engineer, Festus P, Free Flow, G Off Scott, Justice Guy, Olive 2, M, Orion, Reverend, Sky, Simply Red, 777, Thunderbird, and Tootsie 2. Also, Turner, we got up, Wally, Zippy, 8106, and of course, the Zipster. Let's go ahead and add him to the call here. Crank down the music there and see if we can get this show on the road. Uh, are we happening? Are we happening? Are we happening, Skype? I think Skype's happening. So this is a Truth Talk Alternative Radio Network. Freedomslips.com is 100% listener supported. We have raised about 1,000, let's check the refresh button, $1,695 of our $2,650 goal. And it is the 24th day of Augustus 2017, so we're kind of behind. Uh, hopefully someone out there will hear our plea. And again, the model is listener-supported. That means we don't have any advertisements, we don't have any sponsorships, especially the corporate kind, and we never will. Hawk will rather go off the air <clears throat> before he takes a corporate sponsorship from you-know-who, the conglomerate monopoly that is um, driving things. Also, we do... Uh, take Bitcoin. If you click on the donate button, we have a Bitcoin address with a QR code to make it easy for you folks that have uh, handhelds. Uh, we have heirloom seed pack, single season family garden seed pack for a $60 donation. These are not sold. They're thank you gifts. We like to give back. So if you give a little bit, like 100 bucks, we'll give you, in the form of a thank you, a jumbo emergency survival seed pack or for 200 even a community garden seed pack. Stick it in the nose and put it in the front yard. Go ahead and make a garden in the front yard and document it. And when they come around and tell you they can't do it, let's make a stink. I, I just I wish everybody could just get together and um, be as one because, you know, there's three things they want to keep you divided and stupid. Well, maybe more than a few things. Divided, stupid, or dumb, unhealthy, and poor. And so those are the things that uh, the powers that be are trying to, to, to narrate for you. Um, and if you can become self-sufficient and actually start to uh, use your brain uh, in, in its full capacity because you will not be, you know, consuming the uh, less than lethal and less than healthy byproducts that they give you from the supermarket, one key 
Um, don't shop in the aisles. Stay on the rim of the supermarket. <laughs> That's why the preservatives stuff is in the aisles. Anyway, we want to thank you for the people that did support everybody. Uh, people that everybody that has supported Revolution Radio. Thank you very much. I just had two cups of coffee because I, I, I'm so I'm a little bit ready to go because I have the one and the only Dr. Bill Deagle. He has been on the show before. A man that needs no introduction. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Dr. Bill, how are you doing tonight, sir? Energized as always, as I say, uh, uh, I don't get tired. I have to take enough nutraceuticals to stop a white rhino in full charge <laughs> at night in order to go to sleep. Uh, my mind thinks in equations, and uh, I believe the best way to stay uh, safe is to stay in trouble, not out of trouble. Mm. In other words, confront evil intellectually, go face-to-face -face with the middle-aged and the young that uh, disagrees with me and thinks that they somehow have the logic and evidence to indicate that they know more. And unfortunately, they haven't gone through hell, so they don't really know. They haven't accumulated much wisdom. As they say, the mountain of, of wisdom, knowledge, and power comes through the valley of stupid. And if you haven't gone through the valley of stupid, which means asking enough questions to know you're empty, you're never going to get wise and you're never going to become powerful and protected. Well, the beginning of wisdom, they say, starts with the phrase, I do not know. <laughs> I've heard that. Right, exactly, yeah. In fact, uh, in fact, the best way to get up in the morning is pray. Say, I realize I know nothing. And then if you hear an echo from God that says, I know, but you're going to learn something today. There you go. It, it, <laughs> I, yeah, you should always try to learn some, one, at least one new thing every day, and uh, it never stops. You know. And it's interesting that you should open up with that, because one of the things I've been noticing is just the craziness that's been going on uh, with our younger minds and and what's happening on the academic campuses. I mean, well, that's easy. That's easy to parse and, and break down. One of the things that I've said on this show and I say on my show all the time, the Nutramedical Report, and uh, by mid-September we'll be moving up a little bit in the hours, and we rebroadcast our show, of course, over here on Revolution Radio. I think it's twice a day now. Yep. And also be doing some other show guesting on some of the major networks, like the ones where Hannity and Savage are and so on. The main thing I tell people, which I find them a little bit challenged by it, is that people think that solutions are difficult. And whether it's a natural or a natural plus supernatural talent, there is no issue or problem in any sphere of human activity on Earth that I cannot give you an instant solution or a framework to find a solution. And I beg people to ask me tough questions on my show. Once in a while I get someone brave enough to ask a question they ask no rational human being, which I want them to realize I'm not. And I will come up with an answer and a solution. For example, when you see the young people, there's a number of reasons why they can't think straight. <clears throat> the first is we have a toxic world. If you're putting a cell phone at the side of your head, drinking fluoridated water, eating GMO foods that are mineral depleted, it's not surprising your biology is decaying from your parents and grandparents. We've reached the nadir, or the peak of human biology, probably in the 1940s or 50s, and now we're in the decline. <clears throat> Sperm count of males in North America from 1973 to 2011, as research in Israel and America has dropped 75%. We wonder why we have a training freak surge. It's because as a toxobiologist, I can tell you if I measure the levels of xenobiotic chemicals that are locking onto the female receptor in males, virtually all toxins lock onto the female estrogenic receptor and are feminizing our male population. And then we have an educational institution that we basically reward professors to be uber-leftist, socialist, communist, Satanists, and they basically brainwash kids that if you don't <clears throat> massage the ego of the professor by, by parroting what they say, 
you get a bad grade. So they're not really educational institutions since like 1984. They're the Ministry of Truth yeah. and Indoctrination. Exactly. And so I, I'm going to quote a study that was done in medical schools in 19, uh, basically in the, in the late 1980s, early 1990s. They did this study over a period of several years at the University of Chicago and McGill University in Canada. So the two of the biggest medical schools in North America, U U.S. and Canada. And they found that when they went from the first day of medical school and did a regular IQ test and one at the first and last day of medical school, they found the average medical student lost eight points in IQ. Now, if you have a head injury with an area of 24 hours of retrograde amnesia where you don't remember anything and it doesn't come back, you lose on average four points in IQ, which is why they don't recommend that you go into a contact sport if you want to go to an advanced study program, a PhD or MD or, or law degree. So going to medical school is equivalent to two head injuries. Now, it's probably parallel with pretty well every university. They actually dumb down and damage the brains and thought processes uh, of the individuals that go to school. Yes. Now, so if you, go, if you go to school and you're really smart, you become somewhat less smart, but you'll try to fall in lines. For example, the system of, of, of all, and people have to understand this, Every uh, educational institution follows the lines of the ancient mystery schools of the high priests of Sumer and Egypt and before that. M people need to realize that every single school of higher education is by its very principles luciferic. Now people say, what do you mean luciferic? I say, well, everything is based on dialectics, us versus them. For example, the US Constitution was founded by the Green Dragon Pub Masonic Society and these new uh, very highly educated Americans that all they did was read and study Masonic principles. And so the dialectics of a separation of power between the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the uh, judicial branch was is basically the dialectics of power through dialectics of opposition. And it's all completely luciferic. In fact, people have to understand that the simplest way to do evil is to what right is right in your own mind. And if you have thousands of people with different versions of what good and evil is, you're going to have a mess, which is why if you have people who want to amplify evil, they amplify the anger and the angst between people so they can't even have rational discussions. And we see that in the media now. Yeah. We see that when the police withdrew from these two groups of people with baseball bats, the KKK and the Antifa. Oh, uh, by the way, Dr. Bill, um, I heard that, that someone witnessed several buses, all from the same chartered company, bringing the Antifa and KKK in. Bumper to bumper, bust in. Uh, right. And you have to understand there are police there. So if the police stood down, they wanted this catastrophe. Now, from what I've gathered, and this is my analysis to this point, I can't say I would be a forensic investigator because I am a forensic investigator like in court, whether it's a medical legal case or whatever, or car accident or auto accident or airplane accident. When you look at the evidence, this young man, this 20-year-old member of the KKK that basically ran over this woman, Apparently, he was trying to escape because they were baseball batting his car, and they thought we were going to drag him out and beat him to death. Yeah, so he hit the accelerator, tried to get away, and he killed that woman. Now, what is a five foot six woman doing with six foot plus men with baseball bats ready to kill each other in a crowd? Firstly, that's a very unwise thing to do. Secondly, baseball batting a guy with behind a vehicle, which is a weapon of mass destruction, who's going to step on the accelerator if his doors are locked, you're not going to get him in. Even if you smash the window, he's going to accelerate away in problem. Probably if there's a big crowd, kill someone, which he did. So the police did not do that because they want to create a situation. Now, 
you have to understand, you remember our Operation Gladio, right? Yeah. I, I personally had what I call an epiphany back in 1995 when I did the ex-examiner examination group of all five special op teams from the Alpha Primera building. Now, the Alpha Primera building in Oklahoma City was built extremely strongly. And I took care of all five special op munitions chemists that came back from the Murrah building. They also did the Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, Gobar Towers. And the Gobar Towers, several years earlier, was built more fragilely, and all it did was blow in the windows. And apparently one of the chemists that was there that I examined, the munition experts, said they had seven times more info in the, in the truck in front of the Gobar Towers, and all it did was blow some of the windows in. That's it. It didn't dissolve pillars of the building, it didn't kind of, you know, literally vaporize parts of the building. And then the munitions guy that I examined freaked out and said, look at my arm. I said, well, that looks like you got a bit of a burn. He said, yeah, I got exposed to radiation. I said, what do you mean? It was an ANFO bomb. Now, you have to look at my background. Deagle is not a normal person, okay? My, me and my brother, Kevin, were making high explosives and solid fuel rockets at 11, 12, 13, 14. And we actually had to make a special device to make a hole in, in 4 by 8 so we have toggle handles to mix the chemicals because we didn't want to blow our hands off. So when he said that, and of course I had finished an equivalent of a PhD in advanced organic, inorganic, and radiochemistry and genetics before I was 21, didn't write the thesis, but I finished the project in marine genetics before I went into medicine. And I said, well, look, I know about high explosives. And I said, there's no way ANFO would do that. Uh, if that's the case. And I said, so what do you think? He said, well, I get exposed to radiation. I said, what do you mean? He said, we removed two U.S. Army Corps Engineer Micronukes, RDX High Explosive Cord, and the C4 Pineapple, and we had three radiation detectors on site, and they went off scale. I said, oh, my gosh. He said, I want to get checked because I want to have normal kids. I, don't, I know I got exposed to a lot of radiation. So he spilled the beans at a bar after he had a few drinks a, few, a month or so later, and they court-martialed him and they hauled my butt into the conference room at the Colorado Center for Occupational Medicine at St. Francis Hospital before the head of our program, Major George Schwinder, the, the uh, director of the program and the director of the, of the hospital, which is a senior nun who is running St. Francis uh, Catholic Hospital, which had the contract. And we had a contract for U.S. Space Command, Strategic Defense, Star Wars, Atmel Corporation, Sun Microsystem, Lucent Technology, and I have a photographic memory and an ability to absorb technology in every sphere, whether it's computing, electronics, metallurgy, astrophysics. I'm like a Vulcan mind melt, okay? And so what would happen is I'd have people coming to me to see me as a patient and they want to know what their buddies were doing on another little colored line going into a classified building in lockdown for 30 days. So Deagle remembers everything. And as WebBot Project said about three and a half years ago, there, there's not a person on earth deeper intel, high-level security clearance that spoke publicly than Deagle. They said this three and a half years ago. And you have to understand, they spoke truth, but so I had some idiot Back in 1999, when I traveled to 42 cities in Israel about Iridium, Mark of the Beast, because I took care of the virtual world project at Shriver Air Force Base, employees some of them up to six years. There's not an individual on Earth that knows more about the actual matrix, the actual matrix, not just one in the movie, and the actual Mark of the Beast, technically, in, phys in fact, visiting the actual locations of all of the programming, the satellite uplinks and everything, than Deagle. Now, they have a, what you were just saying, the virtual world, they, they have a uh, 
model globe, don't they, with a, a model U and a model me that brings in all information? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you some specifics. They originally developed some uh, programs for insurance carriers back in the 70s called Promise Software. And the Promise Software did something unusual. It actually tried to convert everything so there's a unified database. So you had to have a unifying database so you can actually go across multiple platforms. And then you had to develop AI software so you can actually interpret that and set up algorithms. Now, a lot of people, like when I interviewed with uh, Jim Fetcher, who's a professor of philosophy and an atheist, said there's no way, Deagle, that artificial intelligence could ever replace human IQ. I said, I was writing artificial intelligence algorithms on IBM 360-50 and supercomputers in 45 years ago. And guess who taught Dr. Deagle how to do it? I did. I taught myself machine language, PL1, Pascal, and nonlinear programming. And I made algorithms, which is why in 1978, when I applied at UCLA VA Hospital with Dr. Tortolot to work in the World MS Tissue Brain Repository and, and, and Electron Microscopy and Immunology Lab, I got the job, and I was going to do a PhD in neuroscience in my neurology residency, but they wanted me to work on the DARPA project for the Super Soldier Program. I remember exquisite details of exactly what they're going to do, taking female human embryos and horizontally inserting DNA to create super soldiers that will eventually be converted to cyborgs. Now, people think, well, that's not possible. I can give you an equipment list. So I'm not an average person by any means. So people need to understand, if they want to argue with Dr. Deagle, I'm going to put them into a, a, a uh, I called a, uh, uh, one of these mixed martial arts headlocks and stop the movement of thoughts to their cortex. I'm not a pleasant person if you say something that is damaging to my audience, I'm going to put you into a called a Brazilian mental headlock. And the reason is I'm not a mean person, but I'm an honest person and I'm brave. I'm not going to shrink from battle. I love battle. I love people, and I, want, I can be taught. If you have somebody with grade three with a point to say, or a good question to ask, or an experience that people, everybody has to know about, I'm teachable. But if you say something stupid, dangerous, illogical, or not based on evidence, but an opinion, and most people out there, unfortunately, even the ones that are calling to my show, do not have an opinion, which in legal terms, to opine, meaning they have an evidence and logic and deductive and deductive logic that could get an indictment in court. They have an attitude. Hmm. They believe a certain way, not necessarily based on evidence or logic, but based on emotion that has no basis in getting an indictment in a court of law. Yeah. And as a result, those people need to be treated with great intellectual violence because they're literally unteaching people how to think. In fact, a lot of people, if they actually had an original thought that they actually came to their own conclusion, they'd probably die of spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Now, people say, well, I'm not stupid. I'm thinking, I can train any brain to be smarter in minutes. I can teach them parsing exercises. I can teach a four-year-old. I can tell people what to do to start learning how to think, but they literally, they literally brain damage our kids by putting some not education, but indoctrination and Diseducation. Oh, yeah. I think some people actually develop negative IQs. You know, a pet rock is an IQ of zero. I think some people have what I call brainiac level IQs of minus 4,000. They actually have a negative stupidity, almost like antimatter. It's, yeah, it's like they're, they do have the capability of the intellect. It's just been trained to be. It's like uh, you can train a dog, a pit bull, to be the most lovable thing in the world, or it can be a brutal killer. Um, and it's just how, and, and you're right, the, the training. Exactly how to train now. The problem is, you see, they teach people not to love the truth and to think that somehow, but the problem is the truth and wisdom is the only thing that's going to keep your carcass alive physically and spiritually alive when you transition to the next world. So the problem is people 
think they've circumscribed everything. So when I talk to people that are non-believers in the higher spiritual realm, whatever you call your religious background, people that are call themselves agnostic atheists, those people will never understand the truth. When I hear people that don't believe that we've been visited by advanced species from other worlds that are both spiritual and physical, and then have hacked human consciousness eons ago, and have intentions to destroy the human race and our destiny, they don't believe me, even though it's embedded in every culture and every ancient book on, on the planet. It's amazing to me that people deny things like giants or Nephilim. And for example, one of the things that happened to me back after I was tapped up as a uh, Fibro Sigma medical mason back two months before I went to medical school in 1973, a few years after that I was meeting with the head of hematology, uh, Dr. Ormel Hain. He said, you know, you're one of the smartest medical students we've ever had. He said, I'm going to tell you because you're tapped up by the dean of medicine as his private student working in the motion disorders lab. And he said, uh, I'm going to tell you that pigs are hybrid between ancient humans and wild boar. And I said, come on, you're pulling my leg. You know, we're both sharing a beer at the fat house. And I said, no, he said, let's go over to the hospital. So he walked over and showed me the blood group antigens that are not in primates like monkeys and apes and, and orangutans, but they're in pigs. And the reason why they're in pigs is because pigs are part human. And they made them this way so they could sacrifice them in the ancient temples of the ancient world, Sumer and Egypt and before that, because this is not the, we're right now in the, what's called the fifth fall of mankind. The fifth fall. Man has been around for a long time. When Homo sapiens sapiens start to intermarry with the remnant that survived the infections we brought to North, to Europe, when we migrated to Europe several hundred thousand years ago, we, uh, we, uh, you know, Mankind has been around roughly in the form we are for half a million years at least. And we have, with advanced civilizations, fallen from much higher technology. So when you see people like Zaki Hawass, the Egyptologist, who tried to hide the fact that there's no way even the modern Egyptians could build a temple, the pyramids. There were ancient cultures that use anti-gravitonics and advanced technology, which the later civilizations and the later pharaohs tried to reproduce or religiousize because they didn't understand the technology. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now, we've done it over and over. Right. Now, there's things that I can talk about and things I can talk about, but you have to understand my knowledge is not partial, it's complete. I understand exactly what's going on in the universe. I understand exactly what's going on with false religion, which is most of the public religions on this planet are forms of priestcraft and ceremony to make people feel good about being disappeared or annihilated. I call, oh. yeah, I call real lies going on. How's that instead of religion? <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, uh, so go get yourself a drink or something if you want. <clears throat> be right back. I will indeed. I'll be uh, back in a minute, and hopefully we'll get some calls that say, bring it on. Toughest questions on earth, I'm ready. Augustus, August 2017. It's about half past five on the West Coast. This is Studio B Revolution Radio. <clears throat> and you are listening to uh, Mr. Rowe with Dr. Bill Beagle. Uh, where we left off before the break, we're actually talking about, interestingly enough, um, the 
different ages of the fall of man and how uh, there was uh, ancient technologies that have been sort of, um, I don't know, what, what would you say, cannibalized from each fall uh, of the previous age. And you mentioned that pigs were used um, from genetic hybrid, hybridization with humans um, to be used in sacrifices in temples. And I kind of, I've actually heard that before. That another thing I've heard is that chimpanzees uh, have some also significance of being a basically some sort of failed genetic experiment from uh, ancient days. Uh, well, you know, one, one of the things that I want to clarify, we talked about this recently with uh, one of my interviews with uh, Dr. Jonathan Gray. And uh, if you look at our videos, which I have posted, you go to Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com. That's where I sell our nutraceuticals. I have our protocols for wellness over 320, and you can get a subscription for 9.95. And anybody free, free, F-R-E-E, can email me at any health conditions, even if you've never listened to the show, haven't bought anything, and I will provide you with the recommendations and give you some medical advice. I'm an expert in every area of medicine, okay, including alternative medicine, chiropractic, osteopathy, chiropractic microcurrent, whatever, you name it, I can do it. What I want people to understand is that <clears throat> their other website is called Clay and Iron. It includes news items. You'll see lots of news items there. It's all free. You'll see uh, the uh, what's called topical teachings, which I'm going to convert to videos that I did a number of conferences over the past dozen years. And those videos will be also posted up through our RSS feeds from live stream directly over to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, Spreaker, Google Play, etc. And when you look at those, you're going to see and hear things you will never hear anywhere else from any other radio show, any other network, any other television show on the planet. And you can do two things. And I tell people, don't believe what I say. Do two things. Investigate as far as you can on the regular level. Remember, I have three layers of knowledge. The first layer is natural. If you Google and you're really diligent, you can find a lot of the stuff I talk about. The second layer is classified. For example... Jason Burgess, and I'm going to mention his name because he's actually coming on with his actual name, is a CENTCOM official, an ex-CENTCOM official that was in my house six months ago and told me specifically how North Korea could bomb America with a nuke by the end of March. And he will come on and give all the details of that and other issues of CENTCOM. So I have contacts inside classified agencies because I had security clearance. I was a doctor for Delta Force Special Ops, the Federal Center, U.S. Space Command, the uh, Alfred P. Murrah building, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't forget anything. Okay, I have like a Vulcan mind. I don't forget anything ever. Now, what people have to understand is I have a third layer of information that's supernatural. We hear about a thing called remote viewing. Well, yeah. I died at birth in eight and a half when I have what's called remote sight. I don't have to go into an altered state or draw pictures or do other things. If I seek with my mind to know something, I'll find it. Nothing can be hidden from me. Nothing whether it's medical, geopolitical, financial, or scientific. So I have actually the keys. They used to call it the Akashic Records. It's called the Heliarchion, which means if you ask me a question in anything, even if I don't have any specific training or technical knowledge in it, I will give you an answer. And that's a supernatural gift on top of my natural gifts. And people need to understand that. They're frightened to ask me. And when they do get an answer, they think, well, I'm, maybe I'm a superhuman or an alien. I'm a forerunner of what the human race is going to become. The human race is becoming an organism. It's going to become a empathic organism where we're not just individuals. We will both be individuals and a collective in the past, present, and future. And we will both have a supernatural aspect to our being collectively. And we will be the cohort, if you want to call it the consort, 
the wife of the Most High God, literally giving God children as we pass across the universe and have extended lifespans for tens of thousands of years. So, so I've, I've we're, got we're transforming into a never kind of creature, not just personally, but collectively. And people don't understand that, that mankind won't survive the singularity, artificial intelligence, robotics, and, uh, and cyborgs, unless we become a supra-organism and we collectively develop a collective uh, intelligence that transcends our physical body and connects the consciousness of all of us as a singular organism. How do we, um, how do we go up against this machine, Dr. Bill? The you don't go against it. You just simply evolve beyond it. Okay. So you've got to remember, there's a tripartite part of what human beings are, and they don't understand this, and I'm trying to teach them. There's firstly a physical body. We have three realms in the universe. There's the, entrop the, neg the entropic realm, which is a realm where time can exist and you can have decay. You have entropy, you have thermal entropy. So time can only exist when there's entropic changes and decay. Then you have the negentropic universe, which we call the spirit realm or the astral realm. And there's all kinds of people with their different theories about it, including Buddhists and so on. They have partial knowledge. I have complete knowledge. Okay? Just like Jesus had God knowledge called Emmanuel, I have God knowledge because I'm a prophet. And I've been through things that are very unusual. When I had my dear's ass experience at eight and a half, I, and, I'm gonna, and I'm just going to recount this so you can understand who exactly Dr. Deagle is. I was a footling breach, and the cord and leg popped out. And when Dr. Ollis told my father that he was going to crush my skull to save my mother's life in 1952 in the Providence Hospital in Detroit, my father said, if you do it, I'm going to kill you. So he didn't, but he delivered me yet on arrival. And I was dead 26 minutes and given the last rites and sent off to the morgue, and I came back. And he said, well, he'll die in the ICU because he got brain damage. Well, obviously, maybe that's why I'm like this. At eight and a half, I had a French surgeon do a tonsillectomy. So I had very bad tonsillitis. I used to play in the dirt a lot. And uh, when he cut my tonsil, I bled to death. I actually went down the tunnel of light, and I confronted and saw God face to face. And he showed me the future. I know exactly what's coming. And he also brought me across the vast universe. And my experience is because it's the eternal now. There's no past or future in heaven. I saw what would be equivalent to lineal time of being there 500 years. So I know things that no other human being has publicly spoken, written, put in poetry, music, whatever, that no other human being, maybe they have been there, but they've not spoken about it. As my friend yesterday, Dr. Jurgen Winkler said, you know, laughingly, because he's a, he's a kind of empathic, what I call hyper-spiritual person too. He understands that, and he said, I've never met anybody like you because Somebody like me comes along a millennium, not a hundred years, but a millennium. So are, are we, are we going to make it? Are we going to make it as a human species? Yeah, as a human species, but many human beings. And there's a reason why I came back and why I'm here is to save as many people because the, the eternity, eternality of the soul is not a guarantee at all. In fact, there's three phases to what a human being is, and you have to understand what we are. We have an, a, a, a temporal phase, which is our body, which has a current decay rate that's pretty bad. Because ancient man and Adam, for example, if you get the dimensions that were researched by my archaeology friends that are into this, Adam was 18 feet tall and Eve was 13. They were giants. They were physical giants at the time of the foundation of mankind as little as 7,000 years ago. Remember, there were previous pre-man, pre-Adamic man on the planet from the valley of, they call the Valley of Nod. So when the sons of Adam took wives, they took not only wives, but they took wives in the land of Nod, which are pre-Adamic you know, pre humans. What happens is that people don't understand the second phase of us, we have a soul. It's a higher self, it's connected to the pineal glands, what's called in the Bible, the silver cord or the, uh, or the, uh, the astral cord to our soul. 
and it's connected to the pineal gland on the base of the brain, and it basically is connected through what's called the uh, magnetite, which is a hyperdimensional uh, interface with our physical body and the higher spiritual realm called the nagantropic realm of the soul or the collective consciousness. Now, that's why when you do prayer, you're actually praying into the collective consciousness and everything when it crosses like the, the looking glass of time space, it's reversed, just like if you look through a mirror where you actually do reverse speech. That's why if you do reverse speech on someone, their soul is speaking truth, but it's reversed as it transitions from the spirit realm to the physical and vice versa. You follow me? Yeah. Now, there's a third phase to us I call the seed atom. There's a portion of us that is God. That seed atom literally allows us to exist because the seed atom didn't exist. Everything in a sense is I call the one I-verse. In other words, we are part of the oneness of all creation. Now, I'll give you an idea how big creation is. People really don't conceive it. One of the things I'm permitted to tell people is that when I was, before I came back, because I know so much vast knowledge about this universe, I got really attracted to go into quantum physics. So that's why I got a scholarship from grade 11 to go to MIT in nuclear physics. And I turned it down because I wanted, didn't want to make plasma weapons because I would have made the nastiest weapons in human history because I'm talented. And God told me that the known universe, and I'm eight and a half, a little boy, I've never gone to a class in physics or subatomic particles, whatever, is 460 quadrillion galaxies. They're an elemental particle in a water molecule in a butterfly where he is still God and knows every photon of energy that ever existed or ever will be. In a vast universe where everything going up and down, even into the subatomic particles of your atoms are other universes. Isn't that wild? Yeah. <laughs> now, people need to understand that when I got my gifts in 1982 for medical discernment, I have a portion of God knowledge. When I use my gift for remote sight, not just remote viewing, like people drawing pictures, like they try to do these remote viewing courses to teach you how to use your brain like a Ouija board, I don't need to do that. Okay, I have gifts that I've never heard anything even remotely like my gifts. And it's not because I'm wonderful. I screwed up. I thought God abandoned me after I had some disasters after I came back. For example, I was a high elder boy at 14 and a priest tried to attack me, a big giant guy back from missions. I punched him in the stomach and ran from the vestment room. I was a high elder boy six days a week. I served mass. And I even had a dispensation to be involved with exorcisms from the Vatican. But they followed me because when I gave my testimony after I came back and told the nuns I was at a private Catholic school, the Vatican followed me and even offered me a job to go after I graduated from medical school and the very day I graduated to become one of the doctors for the Pope and the senior cardinals in, the, in Vatican City. So you have to understand they're keeping their eye on me. Now, so is the devil. And people don't want to believe that evil really exists. 25 years ago, before my daughter was born, I was having the early signs of really bad snoring, probably early obstructive apnea because I used CPAP. Now, and appearing at the first light of the new day, I saw this man appear in my house in Anfield, Nova Scotia, after I came back from Georgia. And he would look like a Frenchman in a $5,000 tuxedo with not a gray hair on his head, slim. And he says, it's wonderful to see you, my son. I said, you're not my father. My father still was alive at the time. And and I said, who are you? He said, I'm the Pindar. I said, what is that? He says, I'm the one who runs earth for Satan on earth. And I'm about to ascend, and I want you to be my understudy before you take over my job running planet Earth. Right? So he knew that I had a destiny. Now, I'm going to tell you that destiny is pretty serious. 
2,800 years ago, my ancestor was the head of the, of the family. It was direct blood descendants of Moshe, taken away by the Medo-Persians to Eshfahan. And his history was taken down right through the family, so I know my lineage right back 2,800 years. And 2,000 years ago, the Sanhedrin, my ancestor was a friend of Joseph of Arimathea and received a written prophecy, or given a verbal prophecy from Jesus directly to my ancestor that there would be one in the family line that would be a prophet as, as Moshe, Moses, because I'm an Ephraimite. That prophecy was the basis for Khalil Gibran, who my great uncle actually published his books in Israel, in, in Lebanon, uh, back over 100 years ago, based on the written prophecy that I was passed to my great uncle Michael. So I'm that prophet. Now, it rankles people, and they're not going to fully understand this until the first day of Sakat when they start the last seven years. But Jared Kushner today is doing the first of three phases of the peace treaty that's going to guarantee what I call the, the final birth pangs of Earth and the civilization and the transformation of mankind. And he's trying to get peace between the Palestinians to pay families after they let their husband go or their children blow themselves up as human bombs to kill Israelis or... Arab Christians or tourists in Israel. And he wants to get peace there, and he's trying to work hard to get that treaty. If they do eventually get this, which I expect Jared Kushner and, and Trump to get, phase two is that that uh, the Mahdi, the Imam Mahdi, who's actually best friends with Erdogan in Turkey, will then set up the caliphate on Mount of Olives in Israel and set up what's called Al-Quds, which means you know the head of the caliphate between Sunni and Shiite Islam, and you'll see as a sign of what I'm telling you in advance, the disappearance of extreme violent Islam. It will disappear. So you're talking about al-Mahdi. The, the Al-Hamadi is actually there in Turkey, and he's declared himself. And we tried to put Fatullah Gulen in with the CIA last summer. And the ones who tipped him off were the Russians, which is why you saw a change in policy of Turkey and why they did a massive clean-out of people who were affiliated with the CIA because they, they were trying to put Fatullah Gulen, this old guy, who had banks across Turkey and all kinds of religious and educational connections because we knew that they, the, the Turks and, and, uh, and uh, this gentleman who considers himself the Mahdi said he's in favor of a Jewish temple starting a blood sacrifice, but he has to have the caliphate set up first in Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives, and that's next. And the final phase, and last summer, they actually reconstituted the Sanhedrin in Israel and all they need is the implements of, of sacrifice and the, and the uh, basically the mobile tabernacle of Moshe is what they can set up overnight. And the Sanhedrin is fully reconstituted and genetically tested for the lineage of the Kohenic priests. They are ready now to start the blood sacrifice. There's only one day called Sukkot that they can set it up. Now people have to understand that these dates, the date of Sukkot is set by, by the calendar when they took, put two high priests in a, in, a, in, in a tower and they have to blow the shofar on the day that no man knows the day or the hour, which means it's not just the day or hour, it's right down to a minute. So when these things start to happen, people need to realize that God is getting ready to transform the human race into a collective organism, but many human beings aren't going to make it. Not only are they physically going to die, their soul, which is not eternal, is, not, is going to perish. And that's what I fight for is my brothers and sisters that don't understand this battle. It's not a genetic battle alone. It's not an environmental battle alone. It's not a geopolitical or financial battle alone. It is a battle for the, the collective destiny of mankind as a collective, since bride of God giving God children as we become a galactic civilization and travel across the galaxy as a midwife 
to other civilizations and other beings and interact with other advanced cultures that have already received what I call the singularity of spiritual knowledge. They don't understand it. The Grand High Council of the Neshkaton, which I've been to three times, I have been there. I know exactly what's happening and why this battle is a spiritual battle in the heavenlies and why the destiny of mankind is right now in hanging in balance. And it's not just a war or greedy people. We're dealing with something that's both physical, genetic, geopolitical, financial, etc. And yeah. other people who speak religiously or pseudo-religiously do not understand what I know organically. They don't. It's um, it's almost like you mentioned earlier, back up a, a moment, because I've actually heard from another source the name Pindar in reference to President of Earth, Inc. Um, right. Well, the Pindar tried to recoup me as being his understudy to take over his position when he ascended. He looked like a Frenchman. You know, and he basically, and because he knew my guess, he knew that there was something special. And then he pronounced that he knew about my book called Clay and Iron that I received face down on the concrete of my basement about 25 years ago. And he said to me, he said, I know you've written this book. Now, nobody knows. My wife knew about it because it was in a laptop in the corner of my bedroom. I wasn't on a radio show at that time. I hadn't been on a radio show in Colorado Springs, which I later was, or in Denver at Clear Channel uh, for two hours a night with Laughter is the Best Medicine or 2005 onward on Genesis Network. No, no. The, he actually pronounced something that, the, that this demonic entity knew about something he couldn't possibly know unless he was a supernatural being. And then what he said is, I'm going to kill you if you proceed with this book, Clay and Iron, and I'm going to touch your baby girl's heart. Hmm. I said, I laughed at him. I said, I only have three sons. And he laughed. He said, ha, 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 like a demonic laugh, like, I got you, boy. And so that morning, I went after I could barely speak. I told my wife I want to do a pregnancy test, and she was pregnant. <laughs> Six weeks later, I was trained as one of the first doctors in the world trained under Dr. McMillan at Dalhousie University in the 70s to read ultrasounds. And I'm sitting in the ultrasound room with a technician, and I could see all nuchal thickening and endocardial cushion defect. So the female radiologist came in the room with her white coat flapping. Oh, my gosh, you got to come to my office. She sat down. Sit down. I have to tell you something. You might have to make a decision right now. This baby's got really bad Down syndrome. It may not even survive birth. You have to abort it immediately. I said, no, you're not. I said, our little daughter is the son of Israel. She's an Ephraimite. And I said, we are pro-life, and we're not going to terminate this baby. I said, I've been through hell. If you knew my whole testimony and what I've been through in terms of the issue of abortion, and I give my testimony on the capital steps of the, in, in Colorado in 1997, and I can tell you, when I gave my testimony, I had women that were now broke their signs and repented, and that day they had done abortions, and someone had as many as five abortions personally. So when you hear my testimony, it changes your guts. Okay? Okay? So you have to understand who I am and what I've been through. And I and I fell because I thought God had abandoned me, but he hadn't. He was waiting for me to kind of come around. But you know what? Mankind doesn't think, you know, if you look at the bigness of what's going on here and the evil that's happening, if you didn't have God intervening and people like me standing up and being a big brother, God help mankind. Just look at what they're doing to Trump. The man is a high-level royal archmason, He's a white hat, meaning he's going to do the best he can do to try to help us to get out of the mess. He's not a Christian yet, although I call him Trump Anokio. We're going to pray him into becoming a Christian. And I'm not talking about a Christian like the average church in America, which is pretty disgusting. Most of the churches here are so apostate, I can't take enough anti-Nazians to go to them. Yeah, I like the Continuing Church of God, but all the other religious churches here, the Continuing Church of God, I call CCOG.org, 
they actually have the real gospel, which means you don't have an eternal soul. And if you're not resurrected, it means you don't have a personal relationship with God now. You're not going to a place where you're going to be resurrected, where your seed atom of your spirit fuses with your soul and you become an eternal being. You're not. You're going to terminate. You're going to die, just like these higher intelligence like Lucifer, who's the most intelligent created being in the universe. And he's been here for umpteen, who knows, trillions of years. We don't know how long. He calls himself the great architect of the universe. He probably, under the direction of God, actually created the universe. Doesn't make him God, but it makes him Tagautu. That's why in the 17th York Rite, he calls himself Yabalan, Yahweh, the creator God, that's the breath, Baal, the fertility God, and Osiris, the God of the underworld that resurrects. So, so people need to understand that even the dialectics of the Talmud and the Kabbalah and high-level Masons of every type, including the most Masons on earth are all Muslim, they all believe that Satan is not the opposite of God, he is the enforcer of God. If you step out of line, I'm going to sick Satan on you like a bad dog. So That's our, what these Masons believe. Um, that What you said is that the a creator isn't necessarily the God. We basically could be in a creation of a lesser God. No, I didn't say that. All Satan can do is pervert. You see, when God creates us, we have to be complete at the moment of creation. Give an example. If you take an animal and you mutate it by putting it through a cyclotron and expose it to cobalt-60, you're going to create a, a mutation that will almost certainly be lethal. The organism won't survive to reproduce or whatever. A perversion, yeah. Right. So all Satan can do is take things. So there's lots of evidence of devolution, not evolution. Okay. So he Devolution can... meaning the devolving of the human species. If you look at the number of genetic defects, especially in populations that are highly, uh, how can I, inbred, like, for example... In Saudi Arabia, they have six times the rate of genetic disorders in their children because they're so inbred. If you look at Native Indians where they're inbred, Pakistan. or if you look at Jews where they have different diseases that are particularly genetic diseases, particularly to their, their race, they're particularly common because they're often married to their distant relatives that have the same genetic difficulty. Yeah, that's an issue with Pakistan where 65% are uh, married to their uh, cousins. Right, uh, right. So you have to understand part of the reason why they're such a mess is they're suffering from genetic degradation and devolution combined with a bad philosophy that's satanic and luciferic. And of course, people don't understand that <clears throat> pedophilia is part of the philosophy of Islam in Pakistan. <coughs> we are at the top of the hour. That was fast. Um, we will be back in just a few moments. Right. Absolutely. Tough questions. I'm waiting for them. Bring them on. I want to talk about some medicine, too, about some new research and some new discoveries I've made. The, dear, the years of Methuselah are coming back. The, 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 the bright possibilities in the future are there along with the darkness. So don't just get depressed and get, uh, and get bright. Realize that we're at the precipice of great things, or horrifying things. Follow me. <laughs>
Memorial Day of August 2017. With a quick update, we have uh, Bitcoin breaking out again. It's trading at around $4,400. Uh, we are seeing Litecoin at over $50 at $51. Ethereum is coming in at $330. Dream Classic at $1520. And Bitcoin Cash at $623. The other quick little update I wanted to let people know about is NEO. Uh, check out NEO, N-E-O. It looks like the Asian version of Ethereum uh, is being heavily marketed and developed. It does have a couple small advantages over Ethereum. Um, one of them is the programming. Uh, programming code can be done in any language. So if you're more comfortable programming in you know, C or Java or whatnot, then you can do it in your own language. and. Uh, Neo will actually convert it for you, so there's no need for that. Plus, they are offering incentive in the in the uh, way of basically interest or dividends or gas. So if you hold Neo, you can actually get paid every minute a little bit of gas, which can be traded on the market for uh, other currencies. Um, so that's a big incentive. So I see Neo, which is trading at around forty something dollars right now, uh, probably going into triple digits. This is not financial advice. But fortune does favor the bold at times, and NEO is number nine in the market cap with a total market cap of over $2 billion and uh, heavy trading volume. Okay, um, we are talking to Dr. Bill Deagle, and I do have a couple questions that did come in. Uh, we'll see if we can roll through them. We have a strange one here from <laughs> Professor G, who says, uh, what's going on on Saturn, Titan, and Pluto with Humans or aliens there? Do you have any insight on that? Well, the first thing is there's five uh, planets and moons that we planned over the next thousand years that I was advised we were planning to, to terraform them. Mars was the primary site of the civilization of mankind. Earth is the secondary site. Uh, what ha we have to understand is that our space program has been interacting with advanced civilizations from other uh, realms in the galaxy for at least 40 to 50 years. And they don't want to publicly mention this because they are trying to massage the idea of an alien or ET gospel. And the Vatican has come out and made this very clear, which I started to kind of discuss a little bit in the first hour. If you listen to some of my other shows, and it's all cross-indexed, so you can actually listen to the shows, pull out audio clips, video clips, whatever, free, that the Vatican actually have a gospel they've talked about in their encyclicals where they believe that aliens can evangelize us, that they've already been here for many thousands of years, they have ancient books and documents they say validate what they're saying. They have the Mount Graham largest binocular telescope on the planet in Arizona, Phoenix. Oh, they really? have also the Arecibo telescope in, in Chile. People need to understand these high-level, very so-called educated people, their belief is an ET gospel that we're actually created genetically modified by advanced beings from other worlds. And that's a lie. The fact is we have had the descent of the Nephilim, 200 that landed on Mount Hermon, in northern Lebanon to build the Temple of Baalbek, where the stones are so big there's no modern technology to move them, and that they introduced not only metallurgy and pharmacology, which we, in Greece they called the sorceries or pharmacology, they introduced uh, military technology and metallurgy, but they also introduced genetic engineering, which is why the flood of Noah was actually created by God to destroy those who were genetically modified, and that genetic modification is coming again, because if you look at all the modern movies now, they're all looking, as I say, waiting for the Ubermensch, which is a, the flow throwback to the Third Reich and Adolf Hitler that had these, you know, these these sweat, sweating dreams where he could see 
the 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 arrival of the of the demigods. <laughs> they were trying to do genetic research at their time because they were hoping to have the technology. That technology does exist today. The Germans did not have it. They did all kinds of work trying to change people's eyes, transplanting hundreds of thousands of arms, doing all kinds of experimental research in hypothermia. But people need to know all this technology does exist today. So if you want to call it the rise of the, not the Third Reich, but the Fourth Reich, which is, we got to remember, the intelligence agencies, which is the CIA, the NSA, and all the Project Omega was conceived in Nazi Germany in the 1930s, and it was completed by George Bush Sr. in 1982 in America, and the intel agencies that are running the CIA and our intel agencies are all basically complete transplants from Nazi Germany. People need to know that. They need to know that's why there are hundreds of thousands of technicians and scientists, and even our space program is completely German. Now, did they, do they still have a place down in Antarctica? I mean, do they have a, a, a high... Neustrebenland. Of course, there's all kinds of things. Now, I, I want to divert a little bit because it's, we can get off on that topic and go for hours, but I want to divert to something important. I just launched in the la this summer our new updated WordPress websites, Nutramedical and UTRIMedical.com, clayandiron.com, which is based on the idea in our ministry that we have to understand that we're not just dealing with human flesh, but... If you're an advanced civilization from another world and you want to control the population of beings on that planet, you'd hack into their consciousness, which is why the overlords like Hillary Clinton are high-level witches and warlocks, and they literally have been cursed by their ancestors to actually be indwelt by transdimensional avataring ag agencies of, of destruction. You might call it the demonic possession, but what you're talking about is a hacked consciousness. Now, people say, well, that's not possible. Well... Let's put it this way. I have advanced skill sets, so I know how to look at neural networks and how to start parsing them down to understand. In, during the Obama, three years before Obama's end of his term, he actually funded the Scripps Institute here in California and for several hundred million dollars to do research on hacking human consciousness. You know about the, um, the synthetic uh, DNA, RNA clusters that they've distributed with aerosol disbursement, right? And used uh, biophotonic... Um, the conversion from uh, frequency, radio frequency. Yeah, what they're doing is is Mickey Mouse stuff. What I'm going to pre I'm presenting a lecture this December in Las Vegas called "The Song of DNA," and I understand and I'm going to explain to doctors in scientific technical terms how all life forms work, how the biophotonics actually regulate DNA and cell membranes and genetic and epigenetic expression and the writing of new DNA code during your life. I'm going to explain how. We will conquer disease, not with chemistry or even just natural medicine alone, with what was called hierarchical quantum circuits that regulate every living thing on Earth. Mm. Now, people need to understand, if they knew what I knew, for example, I, I took care of the Pratt and Whitney Jenner cross parts plant in 1992, and they had a major release of uh, liquid, nit of, of basically high, uh, high, very, very toxic hydrofluoric acid. And... I said, well, I'm not going to help you until you tell me exactly what happened is how you managed to have this accident. And they had, in the back of the Pratt & Whitney Jericho's part making titanium alloy veins for their jet engines, they had a direct energy weapons project, which is making a collimated terahertz beam that they used and they put on the Abrams tank and the Apache A-10 helicopters. And they put this in the laboratory, I call it, not the war zine, of Iraq. Iraq was a war laboratory. Hmm. And... This collimated beam could be aimed at a person, and within minutes, you start nauseating, vomiting, and eventually, with chromosome 16, it would make you release peroxisomes and lysosomes. You'd have extreme 
extreme nausea, cardiac arrhythmias, and eventually a full cardiac arrest after you start bleeding to death and your tissues would liquefy. Now they've figured out how to use scalar waves, <clears throat> which people need to understand. These scalar waves, they've converted the upper atmosphere as part of the second phase of the anti-missile system to a plasma interferometry field, putting nanoparticle thorium, strontium, barium, and aluminum in the upper atmosphere at 70 to 80,000 feet, which is twice the height of normal commercial airliners. And they'll stay up there once they disperse these particles, so they spread like a Dyson sphere around the Earth. So even if you don't disperse them over the Central America or China, they'll still spread there. And they are used to actually act as a uh, way to transform the upper atmosphere of the plasma field of what's called the fourth layer of the Van Allen radiation belt, so they can disrupt the integrated ships of missile guidance systems. So the, the first layer of the missile defense is the theory of defense, a missile to hit a missile, which is very inaccurate. The second layer is a plasma interferometry field. The third phase is, is, is ground-based Tesla plasma weapons to strike missiles and vaporize them as they're incoming. That system is extremely leaky. In fact, I asked the director of U.S. Space Command uh, that was working on missile defense at White Sands Missile Base in Vandenberg how much money and time it would take to make the missile system non-leaky, and he said, 2045 and $76 trillion, we estimate. <laughs> now, you got to understand, when we're playing a little game of war with North Korea, they could take a fishing boat 300 miles off the coast and fire a missile, and even if they don't hit L.A., maybe they'll hit San Francisco or Simi Valley. You have to understand... They got missile guidance systems that, under the auspices of, of Bill Clinton, he transferred to Lockheed Martin and Sputnik a program on the London Stock Exchange technology to allow the Chinese and the Russians to have accurate long-range targeting systems. And they passed this on through AQ Khan in Pakistan to North Korea. North Korea passed it on to the Syrians, which is why the Osirak reactor was shot years ago by the Israelis who knew the North Koreans, even back then, were being built with the help of AQ Khan of Pakistan, with our help by CIA. It was only the last two years of the Bush administration that shut down the access to the secure information about how to build nuclear weapons and missile guidance systems. You know, this is all classified stuff you're not going to find anywhere else. I'm telling you stuff you will not hear anywhere else. When I, um, I remember when I used to work at uh, TRW, uh, Space and Defense, back in the 90s, and we had a uh, thing called THEAL. It was a tactical high-energy weapon. Or laser, tactical high-energy laser, right. which was uh, the predecessor to some of these. Uh, yeah, and they were testing it at White Sands, and it was very accurate and very effective. The problem is they didn't build enough of them. And they were <laughs> underfunding them during the Bush administration, and they completely defunded them during the Obama, because Obama was a shill to try to, do, to make America impotent, incapable. And when he sequestered the military, General Mattis literally cried. Have you ever seen a general cry? He cried because we couldn't do it. Now I cry because of the healthcare system. The healthcare system is killing people every day. I call it embalming care. <clears throat> now, I got to tell you, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to set up investors so I can set up a diagnostic and healthcare system to integrate with the current doctors and health providers. And I just set up with my colleague, Dr. Jurgen Winkler, W I N K L E R, in Carlsbad, the third of our four that are being set up test sites across America for what's called Metapathia with Hunter Function, Russian Academy of Sciences. Uh, biophotonic scanning uh, technology and you put the hydrophones on your head and I can log into the database and I can diagnose you from anywhere on the planet and tell you precisely what's wrong with you with equal accuracy to high-resolution MRI PET scans blood work and immunotoxicology okay so if I do this I call it predictive scanning I can then do confirmatory imaging studies blood work genetic studies etc so I can tell exactly what's wrong with you or even right down to your genes 
Now, you said you were going to give a talk uh, in December. I've got a question from the chat room. They want to know if they can attend your talk. I'm not certain. Check with the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. They probably have some public seats because we could have a lot of people there. Uh, this talk is probably going to be the most important talk because I've attended the Academy for many years. And I, it just happens to be that I'm doing it. And I've tried to do it for several years and we had various things that screwed up the talk. But now it's actually at the mature stage where I've actually got all the references and proof and even the technology. I'm not going to quote market my scanning technology and other things, but I'm going to show how I'm going to give them a list of equipment. They can actually go and test my theories and prove it to themselves. And the primary technology we use for actually picking up the biophotonic circuits is the same devices that are used for testing microchips. Keith, the enterprises, spectral analyzer and picovolts and microamps will actually check your quantum biocircuits of your body. So, for example, if you have a quantum biocircuit frequency spectral map, which uh, you know, remember uh, Raymond Reif talked about this, right? Uh, Nikola Tesla, I've actually figured out how to actually measure those quantum circuits and work out a hierarchical, uh, how the DNA records what are called musical or harmonic DNA. And I presented my lecture 35 years ago to a panel of biophysicists, Dr. Stanley Rollins, and the head of biophysics and a number of professional doctors and PhDs on what's called phonon maser biophysics. And I explained it in quantum energy transfer equations. And they were boggled. These are PhDs, some of them working in 30 and 40 years, and they've never seen anything like it. And he said, when you can prove, if you can prove this, it'll be 50 years from now, and you're going to go through a lot of persecution. Now, of course, the government, if they had my knowledge, could make it the most deadly weapon in history. I know how to make what's called a harmonic resonant weapon that can shatter your DNA at 1,500 miles. You know, it's very, uh, it's interesting and also scary at the same time of what the similarities are uh, between the technology and the biology. That, uh, well, let me give you a concrete example. And I did this with actual patients. If I found you had a small old cell carcinoma and I could pick up the spectral frequency of the carcinoma, I could scan their bones on your skin and tell you which bones it had metastasized to. If I found that your right knee had rheumatoid arthritis and had neurodegenerative changes to the cartilage and it was hot as fire and the left knee was normal, even though you have antibodies against the joint and T lymphocytes that could attack the joint equally the left knee, if there's no quantum biocircuits, there's no disease. So you can't develop a disease or even have a state of wellness because your quantum biocircuits determine whether or not you're actually going to regenerate yourself into the future. Because no one's older than a seven-year-old. Everybody is cloning themselves fractionally when they go into stage four sleep and their stem cells migrate to the tissues. The ergonothionine receptor turns on and the, the quantum biocircuits allow the body to reproduce itself because there's a quantum generator in the base of the brain and nuclei that tell your liver how to be a liver. And what happens is I figured this out and actually have ways of measuring it. So I can tell you, it doesn't matter if it's a bug or a human or a tree, I know how to measure the quantum biocircuits of every living thing. Okay? Which means we're not only diagnosed, we can actually change the quantum biocircuits to turn on and off DNA so you can even turn on atavistic genes. And the Russians and Americans, this is classified, have <coughs> found quantum frequencies that can actually cause atavistic genes so chickens will start to develop raptor claws. So, uh, and, and I wonder if they can basically, if they've found these genes, that they could try to activate them at the same well, time. I, I, one of my listeners actually sent me a little interesting video with a little chip, and you take one second of electrical current across the skin, and with the right frequency through this chip, through the skin, you could turn skin cells into nerve cells, muscle cells, whatever, regenerate yes. blood vessels. I saw that, that new technology uh, that they're using that will... Right. That's on quantum, based on quantum biophysics. What they're doing is pretty elementary compared to what I know. Wow. And 
the Russian Academy of Science, like, you know, remember Sir Isaac Newton said, you know, don't presume that what I know is so brilliant because I stand on the shoulder of giants. I a lot of giants like Dr. Nesterov from the Nonlinear Institute in Moscow, Dr. Zhu, TSU from China, who was at MIT, developed the QRMA machine we use. And so what I do when I do my treatment clinics, we have four right now, three are set up in the ports that's being set up in Northern California. I can log on to their system, it doesn't matter if it's in Cairo or Quito, Ecuador, and I can diagnose you more accurately than the doctor standing right in front of you. I can tell you right down to which pathogens in your gut, which arteries are blocked, what tumor you have, what cell type it is, what pathogens are present, what genes are causing out of balance. I can tell you virtually everything. And then I can do confirmatory imaging, blood tests, immunotoxicology, genetic tests, for example, like pathway genomics, if you've got a development into a late child, organic gas and metabolites, heavy metals. I can do everything. I don't can't I can't just do some things. I am capable of doing everything. And okay, uh, so I consult with doctors and train doctors and help with tough cases all over the world every day, anywhere between ten and fifty cases a day I handle. So uh, the the que another question is when when is that talk gonna be? Uh, the time and place that you're December sixteenth, December sixteenth, two thirty to three fifteen at the uh, at the Las Vegas, I believe it's at the at the uh, Palacio, and um, maybe the Palacio, the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. It may, if it's not available there directly, uh, where people can see it, they'll probably have monitors or in a different place in the building because there'll be probably a lot of doctors. I'm hoping the room will be full because I'm going to try to present it at a level because my friend Dr. Ron Klatz, and if you listen to my show, you got to realize I got a lot of defects. I, I'm trying to learn to deliver like John B. Wells, John B. Wells. Slow delivery, doesn't interrupt his guests. Very interesting people. That's why he's so successful. He was more successful than the poodle I call George Norrie over at Coast to Coast Radio, <clears throat> just with a show on the weekends because his delivery is the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. problem is, I think and I think ten times faster than I speak, which is too fast. I sometimes slip into into being pontificating. I'm a I am a smartass because I know more than any of my guests ever on any topic that they talk about. And if they do know something more than me, a few weeks after we've had some interviews, I literally Vulcan mind meld or research on my own. So I get to exceed their knowledge base very, very swiftly. And the problem is if see people say things that are wrong, incorrect, or cognitive dissonance, so it causes them playing with their mental blocks, I'm going to get them, you know, I call a cage match because I'm the mental Spider-Man and it's going to be extremely unpleasant if you say something stupid or harmful on my show or pretend that there aren't facts backing it up. Just like I did with my... Guest at hour three today, Rob Roselli. He started to, you know, to pun, to slide off and say, well, people know this and that. No. Dr. Deagle has an answer for everything. There is not an issue on earth that you can't raise to me that I can't give you an answer. None. And I challenge people, but they don't come back. It frustrates me like hell because the people need to realize it says my in the Bible, my people perish for lack of vision. I have vision. I will give you a solution to every problem on earth. Healthcare. Geopolitics, finances, for example, when I hear all these Bitcoin and other things, these are a dead end. And I'll tell you why they're a dead end. Because if Hillary Clinton had got in by 2020, they were going to force the mark of the beast. There's not an individual who's ever had breath or pulse knows more about the mark of the beast and the virtual world project than I do technically and spiritually. I can give you everything. Not just some of it. I know all of it. The test sites, the satellite links, the software, I know everything. And it's scary as hell. And the only alternative I can see and I'm looking at this, is a marriage between Bitcoin or Bitcoin-like currency, which has blockchains, 
and carrot bars. And I don't know if someone out there can figure out how to do it. I've talked to my tech friends here in California. But you need to have something physical so you have tens of thousands or even millions of microbanks that have some physical resource of gold tied directly to a Bitcoin chain with a GPS coordinates on an encrypted peer-to-peer -peer network so the government can't hack in or NSA and walk into your home and grab your stuff like the Japanese did in Manchuria and grabbing people's gold right out of their home because there weren't banks there. I may be able to talk to somebody that might be able to um, facilitate that, actually. Right. This is very important. I'm saying this because I know if that word gets out there, there's other human beings in the collective consciousness that are going to come up with an inspired answer and say, look, hey, Deagle, I could do this. Because if we can have, say, a million microbanks around the world with their GPS coordinates on a peer-to-peer -peer encrypted network, and you don't even need to transfer the cash, but you can transfer the ownership of the cash with a blockchain encrypted currency, the danger with cryptocurrencies is you're just dealing with algorithms and numbers that are mined with the algorithm. And you don't deal with something physical, there's always a chance that you're going to blow the currency up and it's going to pop or someone's going to do theft. You can't thieve something that's based on a physical commodity like gold at a particular location. And the thing is, what's coming right now is what's called a virtual world project. And people try to say, well, the Bitcoin or these cryptocurrencies is a market beast. It's the exact opposite. A cryptocurrency on an encrypted network that can't be broken that's not based on prime number systems, right, is going to be the exact opposite because the mark of the beast is based not on a blockchain of numbers. It's based on tying all the currency to you. You're a node. That's the actual term they use with the promise software. And the sim that you put in the superspace, basically superspace, being the right down to the tolerance down to 1.5 centimeters, including vertical dimension and GPS coordinates, right? I took care of the company making the vertical coordinates of the GPS, military-grade coordinates of Colorado Springs, and I know everything. It's scary as hell what I know. And people need to understand, when the market beast happens, which they want to collapse the currencies, and I'm going to read off here, just from Blobberg Markets, they said HSBC, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, say an end of market boom is nigh. They're doing this because they're going to pull, pull a Jenga stick for the economy because they have three options to terminate and stop Trump. Number one, assassinate him, and he wears double three body armor as his own private security force. Hard to do. They had a guy during the election, um, a month and a half before the, uh, the vote, got into his uh, Trump Towers and had a clock with no numbers on it. They weren't filed off. They didn't exist. And we, they checked his ID. This man was a FBI officer who had died five years earlier. I remember that. Because you need to understand this, people, that there's a level of evil stalking. When we see Clapper, when we see you know, uh, all these other people get walking free like Hillary Clinton with all the evil she's done. And and when we see the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, they never even turned over their servers. They broke, they took phones and smashed them with hammers. They removed the SIM chips. They did so much evil and nobody's going to jail except this one idiot girl. Her name is Reality Winner. She's not a winner. She's an idiot. And the problem is they'll throw some minor person like that in jail, but all the bad guys are walking. Now, finally, after... Trump puts a fire under uh, Sessions, but he's trying to do something with the commission. They already should have dismantled this commission by Mueller because Mueller is a criminal. The people he's brought in there are all basically anti-Trumpers, and they're going to try to dig up anything. They'll say he sold a roll of toilet paper to a Russian back 12 years before he got elected, and the Russian liked him so much after he gave the roll of toilet paper, he manipulated uh, you know the powers and authorities to hack into the 7,000 different systems used for elections so we got Trump elected. It's it's beyond insane. It's psychotic to the level where these people in the media and the intel agencies need a shot in the ass with 
with an antipsychotic with a posy jacket on it in a padded room. It's ridiculous. It literally is a psycho circus. It's a psycho psychosis. And it's so assaulting. The first people that are abandoning it, they're millennials. At least they have the sense to run away from it. The next are the middle-aged people. And most people are just so busy trying to go from paycheck to paycheck because 78% of the population in the lower, middle, and upper classes are living one paycheck to two paychecks away from disaster. Yeah, yeah. They want to keep you poor, ignorant, and unhealthy. Exactly. Now, I have the, the ways to keep you healthy. If you go to Nutramedical.com, I can give you nutraceutical protocols. I can give you technology. I can give you testing. If you disagree with me, you and your doctor are going to find out that Dr. Neagle knows better than you, your doctors, or anybody you've ever talked to. And I can prove it with testing, and I can tell you what tests to do. If we do quantum testing, blood testing, genetic testing, organic acids, heavy metals, there's, and people need to know this, and I'm not boasting, I'm just going to tell you, I'm the, I'm the, the lama, the teacher. If, you're, if your doctor is a specialist, and I teach doctors that are in Santiago, Chile, Malaysia, China, anywhere, they need to realize there is nobody like me on the planet, period, okay? I've been at this for a very long time, and I dedicate myself not to be rich on health care, but to find the cause of diabetes, and I got persecuted. To add magnesium to the ACLS, to develop the first technology to map pain in history, to do many different discoveries, and I can tell you, every time I've done things, I've been persecuted, every single time. The medical system is disgusting and dangerous and has a body count. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now, if you go to my website, Nutramedical.com, because that supports our ministry, you can shop as products, you can get, order doctor consults, you can go and even order lab tests if I direct you to order them through direct labs. I also have other labs like Meridian Labs and Tutwell of Washington, uh, technology labs to measure dual and coupled nuclear magnetic spectroscopy of metals and heavy metals and to radiotoxins in your body, including uranium. L literally, I can do anything. I can take a child with a learning disorder or developmental delay, do an NMR spectroscopy on them, uh, looking at nuclear magnetic spectroscopy with a T1-weighted scan, I'll tell you where their myelin sheets from different nuclei in their brain are delayed. I can show you their organic acids. I can tell you their genetic heritage based on, uh, on uh, uh, specific genomic and analysis profiles. So literally whether you got heart disease or dementia or whatever, and the problem is the medical system doesn't want to prolong your life. They had a system when they started it in Poland back after the breakup of the Soviet Union, and there was some bright person said, you know, we really need to stop all these Polish people from smoking because they're big smokers. They came back afterward and said, my gosh, we can't afford that. If people live four years longer, it'll bankrupt the healthcare system. So oh, yeah. people, have, people have to understand the big pharma people, the big medica people, the big universities, they're all in bed. That's why even when they're trying to pass this health bill with, this, with uh, McConnell, the stock shares for the big pharma and big medica didn't go down. They went up. They were knowing that they were going to be up to the teat receiving federal money to make sure the insurance carriers got even more money to try to not withdraw from markets. I have a solution. My solution is number one a value-added tax that goes from every place in the United States to the county. It goes to citizens and health providers and they're paid a salary. No one has insurance. No one has to pay premiums or co-pays. Nobody has pre-existing condition issues. Everybody gets treatment all the way, including genetic and metabolic testing at least every six months. They get rehab right up to fitness training, to rehab, to whatever they need. If they need stem cells to regenerate themselves so they can live 120 years, it's better to keep a lot of people alive and well. And when they finally do go, they go in a few hours after good sex or a good meal, a nice run around the block or a time at the beach, and then they go poof, 
and turn it into a pile of dust and you put them on the mantle. <laughs> you do not want people laying around 20 years on a striker bed with tubes in every body orifice in a semi-vegetative state or, like in the British system, the chief cause of death now is dementia because they've got so many toxic foods and viruses that now grow in their brain because of all the crazy vaccines that are pro-inflammatory. They have 271 vaccines, and if we got a single-payer system with Nancy Pelosi or these other morons that want a single-payer system like they have in Canada, you'll have so many mandatory vaccines, your brain will be on fire. This I call it boff. It's, it's vampiric. The system is just sucking off. <clears throat> and I, I'm going to tell you, if anybody thinks scientifically they can challenge me, I don't care if they got triple PhDs in neuroimmunotoxicology. That's why no one, not even Mishu Kaku, will challenge me over the solution to Fukushima Daiichi because I'm the only one in the world that has an actual solution to create a neutron flux corium catcher by putting hyperosmolar uh, uh, boronated water and then hitting it with a harmonic frequency to create a crystalline corium catcher to stop neutron fluxes, which fire out of the ground up to 60 miles in the air, and you can see the blue flux beams of neutrons literally oxidizing the nitrogen atoms at sundown. So you can see blue lights like you're up in the stadium up in Los Angeles, and people don't realize that we're being we're in the tailpipe of this. And TAF goes only an umbrella company. All the service companies that are first servicing Fukushima Daiichi, which, by the way, was making nuclear detonators in the reactor number three, are American. But when I talked to the Senator Feinstein of California and Senator Wyden of Oregon, they didn't have the balls, these nuclear technologists, they tried to say, well, you're just Dr. Deagle, MD. Just a second, buddy. And I said to them, all of them, I said, this is your PhD thesis, and I'm going to ask you questions. And so far, you're doing pretty damn poorly. So um, we could. You're saying that uh, there is a solution to remove. I have a solution to every problem. That it, it's not a problem on Earth. Whether it's depolluting the oceans, whether it's protecting the ozone layer, whether it's stopping earthquakes. For example, right now this Category Three hurricane is striking. I know how to make what's called a plasma weapon to create what's called positrons, and you have a positron beam that bakes up the storm cells in space by aiming it at the storm cells, and you don't have a pinwheel superstorm collecting over a period of days to create a super hurricane. I know how to do that. Somebody needs to give you a lab and some funding. If I had a, a $10 billion, <laughs> I could direct thousands of scientists. I have an idea and a solution to every problem on Earth. Yeah, I'm the earthquakes, the ozone layer, the, uh, you know, ozotoxic foods. We call, you know, these stupid genetic crops, for example, where they put genetically modified genes in there and they start jumping out. Or things like Oxitec 513A genes that literally are modifying the double-stranded DNA of plants and animals and lignans and plants and going around and affecting what's called the control operons inside organisms. We've got genetic plagues that they put out to totally stop the Zika virus, and they're not even getting the right mosquitoes. And they're jumping in like they put this in the Ballworth moth back over 10 years ago in Georgia, and it's jumped out to plants and animals, anything with double-stranded DNA, including oxidative stress, which has caused Zika virus to mutate 15 base pairs, which is why it's so damn lethal now. Oh, wow. Now, I know how to make a lethal weapon. The first discoveries were... Remember the guy that was, uh, they accused him of being the, uh, the assassinator of John F. Kennedy? Yeah. Do you know who he was? He was a bioweaponeer who was working in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, on taking cyclotrons and passing animals like ferrets and weaponizing pathogens by putting them through a, the same kind of beam as you do for cancer patients. Did you know that? No. You probably didn't, right? No, you ever heard of Dr. Mary's Monkey, the book by that, the author on this? Well, read it. Read Dr. Mary's Monkey, and you'll know that I know classified information. That he was set up. He was outside the building. He did not shoot John F. Kennedy. He was shot at shoulder height. I actually looked at the pathology report before it became classified of John F. Kennedy. 
that was from Parkland Memorial Hospital. I know everything. I have a photographic memory, and I studied it two years before it became classified, and they pulled it from our medical school. All right? I'm a dangerous man. <laughs> okay? I'm a, an uncontrolled explosion, and they're terrified to kill me because they know if they, they kill me, most of the people out there that think I'm just nuts will say, oh, my gosh, maybe he told the truth. So they're terrified I'll drop a, a, a vault of information on these monsters. They're not only transdimensional entities from other worlds, but our local collaborators with this monstrosity, trying to terminate the human race as we transition to become a galactic civilization. There is no problem with solutions to healthcare. If they follow my plan, we can pre-diagnose conditions long before they get symptoms. We can intervene with metabolic nutraceuticals like I have, and technology. I'm working on a thing called morphogenic field therapy that'll literally be able to turn off any disease. My technology, which I'm working on right now, if I get enough funding, will literally be able to turn off any disease almost instantly. And if you're at the right metabolic technology and even genetic engineering, we'll be able to insert genes strategically in specific target organs to turn off the metabolic problem permanently and even modify your DNA so you can't pass on bad genes to other people who will becoming half animal because they're trying to do this. They're trying to horizontally insert DNA into embryos, which is why I'm pro-life, and create cyborg super soldiers that are based on a female template because with high testosterone, you're going to resist your masters. So people don't understand what's going on. It's so damned evil, and they think, well, they can't do that, or Deagle's crazy. I can give you a technical list of equipment to do it, okay? This is not a minor thing, and there is nobody like me on the earth saying these things and I'm not being arrogant. I'm crying out to say, please challenge me with a question you think no rational human being would try to answer. I can give you a solution to everything. You want to break up the storm in Texas? We had we had the storm cells. Remember that giant hurricane that struck uh, Texas back years ago? I talked to scientists that were in Canada and elsewhere trying to create storm cells using technology from space to actually block that storm cell organizing to cause a massive Katrina. We could easily have what's called a plasma generator of positrons and destroy the storm cells before they collect into the pinwheel and cause massive destruction. I don't know how much people are going to die or how much property, but there's no need for it. The same way there's no need for a superquake. We already have a superquake under the oceans ready to take off Okay, across Italy. We've also allowed all the radiotoxins to go to the bottom of the ocean, including tritium and other isotopes, which basically slows neutron flux of these isotopes and increases the chances that they're going to have a supervolcano release in the oceans and have a supervolcanic explosion. People don't know that, do they? They don't know that Fukushima is literally boiling the, the under the crust of the earth and the oceans and likely to have one of 90 supervolcanoes under the oceans blow and cause the massive destruction to their coastal areas of the United States and other, and other nations. They don't know this, do they? You saw that, uh, I don't know if you, well, I don't know if you saw it, but there was an article... Uh, recently about uh, water receding from the coastlines and nobody knows why the ocean was receding uh, very significantly. Did you hear about that? Well, it's because of the change of the shape of Earth. It's receding from some areas and not others. What people have to understand is the Earth, the, the crust of the Earth periodically slides on the mantle. And one of the things they discovered in the 60s is we started developing what we call satellite-based torsion field imaging so we could use gravitonic waves. And we actually had the capacity since the early 1970s to tell if a Russian submarine is five miles down at the bottom of the Silurian Trench in the Pacific Ocean. We can actually see its gravitonic signature to tell what kind of submarine it is and how fast it's moving and what direction. Now, so I, people need to know we actually use gravitonic imaging called torsion field imaging 
to look miles through the earth to know where all the mineral resources are, all the underground cities that were even built in the ancient world, all the tunneling systems under the ocean. We know everything. Are some of those underground cities inhabited by, or are they abandoned? Uh, did we go down there and discover anything? Or do you know? Oh yeah, in fact, I took care. You know, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Phil Schneider. Schneider, yeah. Yeah, I took care of his buddy who actually worked in tunneling machines, and he had particle disease because he used sodium-cooled nuclear reactors, and he hit the rock face with these impact lasers, and then blow the sidewalls and create an obsidian core with zero debris, and then they lay tri-radiate uh, fiber optics and maglev tracks, so they have a maglev track. And the tunnels are vacuumed out, so there's basically no air resistance. And they travel up to Mach 2.2, depending on where they're traveling in the, in the world. They're under the oceans, they're under the continents. And when they were down in, in Baja, California, which is in, just south of the U.S. border in Mexico, they discovered tunnels there that they estimated from the rock analysis were half a million years old. So their ancient civilizations built high-speed tunneling systems half a million years ago. And do you, um, do you know anything about, uh, there's this thing going around, uh, on the internet uh, that people are talking about ancient uh, stone trees that uh, the world was very different that there used to be a time an age of silicon where trees were 50,000 feet high uh, that maybe uh, the devil's tower uh, was actually an, an old inner tree stump uh, I, I haven't heard anything to corroborate that <clears throat> there's a lot of really crazy stuff out there the problem is you see reality and real things are a lot crazier than what you can fabricate. Yeah. For example, I, I have I had one guy call me in on the show the other day, and he called him the show a few weeks ago, and he said he said it talks about the the recession of of uh, of the moon and the and the, and, the, and the eclipse that was coming, and he said it proves that of course we have a flat Earth. I said the flat Earth theory was invented by the Vatican with ancient maps going back to the libraries of Alexandria and before right back to Sumer and before. And I said, they knew that the Earth wasn't flat. It's right in the Bible. The Earth is a, is a circle, gravitonic waves. The Higgs boson field actually creates it, creates the, the time-space vortex that actually sucks everything in together. I said, the idea that you can have a flat Earth is insanity. And he tried to argue with me. I said, you know, you can't argue with me. I said, you know anything about hyperdimensional physics or quantum theory or string theory? And he was completely lost. These people have belief systems not based on logic or even motion. It's just insanity. Okay. So when you hear this thing about silicon trees and all this other stuff, no. But when, if you look at the really ancient world, there were giant mushrooms or giant plants. The reason why is before the flood, and you can see this actually recorded in, in uh, amber, before the flood, which is not that long ago in terms of time, the ancient flood, which is probably between seven and 10,000 years ago, okay. uh, the concentration of oxygen on the Earth was two atmospheres at sea level. Our level of oxygen now is equivalent to being at five to 7,000 feet at sea level. Plants back then were giant. They were immense. Dinosaurs now couldn't exist today like they made a dinosaur island unless it was in a hyperbaric chamber. So you'd have to literally cover the entire island with a hyperbaric chamber and put it in two atmospheres for the dinosaurs to exist. And the magnetic field, even since the time of Babylon, has dropped 30 times. You know the magnetic flux field of the Earth is dropping because it's ready to reverse. It's already split and reversed in the southern hemisphere. It's one thirtieth of what it was just 3,500 years ago in ancient Babylon. One thirtieth. Now, if you have a, a, a thing called a mu metal box and you put it around an animal, the first thing that happens, the animal gets obese and a lot of their genes start to shut down because the Lin effect brushes the electrons to the outer orbital and the cells stop talking to, to the DNA. Now, what happens is your telomere at the end of your chromosome sends a harmonic resonance signal called phonons, which are a coherent sound, 
and infrared light, and it talks to the cell membranes unless the ions come across the ion channel selectively, and those ions actually turn on and off genes. I'm presenting this in my lecture to explain how photonomaser cytogenex is real, and I show the equipment of how to actually measure it. So you can measure the resonant frequencies to turn on and off disease into certain gene complexes. Whether you're growing plants, you want to make super plants, you want to mineralize them. Next week, for example, one of the products I have is a major breakthrough in anti-aging called Indiame. It's based on research going back with shilajit from the Himalayans and the idea that indium sulfate helps to remineralize your nucleoplasm and turn on your genes. Well, I've developed the best major advance. It's called indium uh, that is hydrogenated and covered with a liposomal enzymatic envelope. They also am importing mountain red velvet from New Zealand and I have developed a technology to put it in DR caps so that it actually mycelizes in your terminal ileum and acts as a template for stem cells and I'm putting together patents to allow it to be the, the template for 3D organ regeneration and printing 3D <laughs> organs or regenerating cells and tissues and burning trauma victims in a trauma unit or a surgical unit. So I'm no inventor and I will have the world patents on them. Very short. Very interesting. I do have a question here from Olive in chat. He says, uh, I know I asked this question before about Linus Pauling taking 10,000 milligrams a day of vitamin C for 30 years. What is Bill's opinion, Linus Pauling, as a science man? Linus is one of the most brilliant scientists in modern history. In fact, uh, I actually worked with one of his uh, cohorts that actually uh, worked with Linus Pauling. Linus Pauling referred to vitamin C as liquid electrons. Now, we have the only neutral pH vitamin C in the world called Power C+. And every disease state, that doesn't matter whether it's autoimmune disease, cancer, or degeneration or aging, is due to an electron deficiency. So if you could do a photograph of someone and see where the electron density was in their tissues, you'd find their cytochromes in every diseased organ had a low redox potential, low ATP and NADH, low pH, and high levels of free radicals, and low electron density. So as soon as you add power C+, you alkalinize the body, you change it's a redox potential, and for every glycogen glycogen molecule, glucose, you generate 32 ATP instead of 2 in an anaerobic state. So he's absolutely correct. I take similarly super high dosages. I take usually four capsules or more twice a day, which means I take equivalent of how many milligrams? Six, 6,000 milligrams twice a day. Mm, okay. All right, so he's absolutely correct. Now in cancer, I give 60 to 90 grams a day, and if you ever took any other form of vitamin C other than ours, you're going to get massive explosive diarrhea. Now, if you want to stop a septic shock, it doesn't matter if it's fungal septic shock, gram-negative septicemia, or viremia from a virus in your brain, your central spinal cord, or your blood, you can turn off the sepsis just with high-dose vitamin C. Now, I can kill the pathogens with our three antipathogenics. I have the only scientist in the world that knows how to make Edgar Casey monatomic Tesla-activated radioiodine, non-radioactive iodine, called neutriodine. I had designed myself with seven years of prayer the most powerful form of silver in the world, which is not like any other silver on the planet. It's called neutral silver. It's an angstrom silver hydrogenated with a liposomal enzymatic envelope, just like the Indian me. And we have the highest dosage, highest potency form of Allison from a, a lab in Germany. And we have also my neutral defense, which I designed that blocks all viral capsids of DNA and RNA virus blocks the Fenton reaction to allow pathogens to enter tissue planes, boosts your natural killer cell, and blocks all radiation with the most powerful antioxidant in human history called polyphenon, anhydrous polyphenon, an ECGC catechin that's anhydrous. 
And then we have Nutrimune 26Y, which is a transfer factor and immunoglobulins from avian that blocks all 26 major human pathogens, including viruses, bacteria, and fungi. Um, so nobody needs, I can take someone with AIDS or hepatitis C and drop their viral load to zero in a few weeks. I can take someone that's dying of sepsis and turn it off. And with cancer, the average person can grow up to 20 different pathogens in the cancer tissue, and we can kill that cancer tissue off because you need to do selective gene-based testing. I had Dr. Jurgen Winkler in my show just uh, yesterday. We talked about RGCC in Greece. I used to use BioFocus in Germany, <clears throat> and we would do testing in cells to find out what chemo agents would use, and we use insulin-potentiated chemo to selectively suck the chemo in or the non-chemo agents into cells to cause programmed cell death. I have a whole series of nutraceuticals that will promote programmed cell death of cancer cells, elagic acid from the terminal of Chibulia plant, 300 times higher than pomegranate. I have maligna block that has sulforaphane glycosinolate that actually will kill all cancer cells, and we have high-dose power C with menaquinone 7. So as I say, I have unique protocols, and if you, if you take them with conventional care, you have more chance of surviving. But I tell people they need to understand there is not a health condition that I do not have a protocol for or will invent or develop. And they're always in flux of being reinvented. So if they go to my wellness conditions and get a membership, like I had somebody today wanted me to update the uh, pro protocol for toenail fungus. You already have a very simple one there. <clears throat> you apply your Nutridine, <clears throat> you take Allison Med orally or Nutrisilver and Nutrimune 26Y, and the fungi will go away. And you'll lose not only the budding or branching form, but the mycelial form. And most diseases, people don't realize, are always associated with immune homology, where pathogens have identical protein sequences to body tissues. So your body is, tries to attack the pathogen, and then it attacks the organ, especially if it's amplified by biotoxins that attach to these pathogens and make them more allergenic. I, so, I, have, a, I have a question here from Ling in Hong Kong, and they want to know, what is Dr. Bill's opinion on monatomic gold? That's Coramus. My ancestor Moshe knew how to make it, and I actually am going to launch a monoatomic gold through my new technology. So it's not like monoatomic gold you get from other people that are Oramus. The technology that I will use will be far more powerful. Monoatomic gold attaches to the histone proteins of your DNA. It's what's called a phonon maser amplifier of the epigenetic signal to gene switching of your operons. So what my ancestor Moshe did 3,000 years ago, Moses, is he actually used Ormus because remember every physician was also a sur it was also every general was also a physician and surgeon. So the generals back then weren't off in their little thing watching the TV and on the on the sat phone. They were actually out in the battlefield putting on medicinal forms of herbs and honey and various herbs like, you know, uh, uh, extra cannabinoid uh, ointments or sacred oils in order to turn off disease. But they made Ormus, which actually amplifies your DNA capacity to heal. And that's what monoatomic gold does, or oramus. So, so that's actually so it's a good thing then. Um. Oh yeah, it's a good thing. And what it does is it actually amplifies. That's why silver, in its proper form, is what's called a noble metal. If you put silver in the soil, which is being depleted, you get sick soil that's got all kinds of pathogens. For example, when you hear people about Morgellons disease, it's agrobacterium. It's a mycobacteria. It's not an alien weapon from another star system. It's agrobacterium that's mutated because we've destroyed the soil. So how do you get rid of Morgellons disease? Easy. I have antipathogenics that will cure in a couple of days or weeks. I've been doing it for years. Easy, easy, sneezy. So if anybody needs to <clears throat> contact you, 
They can, uh, by the way, they, people need to know they can contact me free. They go to Nutramedical, Nutramedical at Dr. Bill Deagle, Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I Medical at D-R-Bill, dot -E com. There's no charge to email or ask me for a callback. It only becomes a consult if I have to order tests, review medical records, or your case is not responding to the treatment protocols they give you. And I'll modify them at no expense. It's a ministry. I do not charge you to call you, to call you back, to get you a protocol, whatever. But it does become a consult at 150 per half hour if I have to give 11-page history form, review medical records, refer you to tests, or discuss topics with your doctors in whatever country you're in. And I do, on average, anywhere, as they say, between 10 and 50 consults with doctors and patients all over the world, from Chile to Malaysia to Japan. I have patients right now near Fukushima in Japan. I have patients in South Africa. I have patients in uh, Chile. <clears throat> I have patients in, in Calgary, Alberta, to uh, Newfoundland the day before last, up early in the morning, talking to a lady who had had excessive chemotherapy and radiation. They removed all her teeth and she got a brain abscess because it wiped out her immune system. And she was basically wasting away because it couldn't give her proper nutrition. I set her up a smoothie and gave her nutraceuticals to knock out her brain abscess and will help her try to repair any pain syndrome she's had because of the radiation-induced neuropathy. I know how to reverse it. And I'm <clears> told <throat> there is no health condition on earth that I don't have a protocol and I will keep working to improve that protocol with the best technology, not only quantum testing, but also conventional advanced testing, imaging studies, genetics, organic acids, metabolites, uh, gene profile testing and advanced federally certified labs here in Germany, Greece, around the world. You know, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I've often thought, and I've told people that, uh, you know, if we didn't have uh, all of this manufacturing and uh, crap in our foods and, you know, these um, pharmaceuticals and manufactured things, we could probably expand our lifetime to maybe a few hundred years. <clears throat> I had a, I like, I have a thing over on clay and iron I call uh, humor and word salad. And what I do is I like to invent words that kind of crystallize things with dark humor. So one of the ideas I come up with, because I come up with some real good ones sometimes, inspired by, I think, God, because God's got a sense of humor. And the one that happened yesterday when I had Josh Bernstein on was, was Hillerate. You know, Hillary, it, it, it repels Democratic voters to vote. So if we keep Hillerate in, then we're not going to have Democratic voters. I've I had, had one a few weeks ago. I had one a few weeks ago that I said, you know, let, let, let's just visualize that the P gets knocked off the sign for pharmacy. And I said, so we call it the harmacy. We're going to get harmed. I heard both of those shows. I've had Josh Bernstein on my show as well. I, I heard it yesterday. I was cracking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he, he's a funny guy. I mean, yeah. we get going, and I, I like guests that have got energy, want to inform, want to make people laugh, want to make people cry. The only emotion I think is that's unacceptable is apathy. You can be ticked off at me, hate my gut, say, shut up, Deagle, I want to hear the guest. you got to understand, I have to pontificate. I have to intervene when I have to. I put out a video, for example, with Mark Taylor and Mary Colbert called the Trump Prophecies, and we had, as of this morning, one done on the 7th, that's got, just on YouTube alone, not including Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, Speaker, etc., 5,606 uh, views. And some of the people there said, shut up, Deagle, let the ghost of the other guy talk. No. Mark Taylor's a prophet, and so is Dr. Deagle. And what I tell people that want me to shut up, they need to shut up and listen. They need to raise good questions and have enough guts to call in and ask those questions. And if they have a point, I want to hear it because I want them to teach me. I beg people 
to challenge me and, and to say, hey, I know something you don't know, Deagle, and here's why I know it, and here's my personal experience, whether I'm military special forces or classified like this guy that I that will have on the program, uh, Jason Burgess. He's a CENTCOM official. He was there for years. He's a young guy. He's going to come on the program with his actual physical name, and he's not afraid. He's got some cojones. And he's going to tell the truth on my show. Now, most of the people I have on come under pseudonyms is they're inside the Pentagon or some other agency. But you got to know, my show is unique on the planet. There's nothing like it. It is an excellent show. I have actually been listening for years. Um, so, yeah, if, uh, if you haven't checked... And it's getting better, and I'm getting stronger. And people need to know that my talents, my abilities, and my, my supernatural talents and my natural talents are increasing, not decreasing. I need to know my contacts are increasing. My, my, I'm trying to learn better skills of delivery, like from John B. Wells. Speak <laughs> slower. Let some people talk when they need to talk. Uh, make sure you bring out issues that you know, other people would never dare do it because they're afraid of offending people. I love offending people. Wow. I get joy of taking people off by making them think that they have these, they're cuddling their, I call their mental blocks, and they believe in things that are deadly to themselves and the rest of us. And they have to realize it's not optional. No, it's not. Truth is not optional. Go visit Support us. Get your own house back. Look at the websites. Get free access to our videos and audios. Uh, enjoy it. It make you happy, angry, sad, but it make you empowered. How's that? Thank you very much. The very essence of liberty is the right to offend. By the way, Doctor Deagle, thank you once again for coming on. May the, the Lord bless all the people listening. May you bring them wisdom of mind, body, and spirit. May they not only have life in this world that's healthier, but may they have spiritual life as we transition to a galactic civilization. And may the years of Methuselah return to mankind so that, as it says in the Bible, that a person die at 100 years, she'll become the years of a child, that someone will plant a tree and eat the fruit thereof, they'll build a house thereof, and there will be no danger of war or pestilence again, for we will become the masters of our world. Thank you, Dr. Deagle. Speak to you next time. God bless everyone out there. Take care. Most guys freeze. That's your cerebral cortex looking for an answer it doesn't have. See? Even your brain knows you're screwed. The guy is filling with adrenaline right now. Whether you know it or not. The heart's beating fast. Electrical system is telling it to run, but your knees are too weak to move. Fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. We are all telling ourselves a story. You're listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. 100% listener-supported radio. Reporting to danger. Unafraid. Right here, where information never sleeps. Revolution. Revolution. Radio.
everyone. It's Barbara Jean Lindsay, the cosmetic